Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call to join Allworth's Money Matters. Call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are joining us today as we talk about financial matters, both myself and my co-host here. We are both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, and, and we've got a lot of experience helping people with their finances, and we do this program to help you as well and to be your financial advisors on the air. We love taking your calls, answering questions that you bring to us. For, frankly, that's the most interesting part. It is. It is. I don't think I could do this show without that. There is no way. I just can't hear myself talk that long. And I don't, I don't, we don't want this whole, just a one way yeah. information dump. It's, yeah. I, I love the real world situations that people deal with. Oh, I actually, I listen to a lot of financial talk shows. Um, and most of them do you are, really? I do. Um, they are hour long. You watch immer- CNBC as well? Financial? No, news? but I, 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 I listen when I'm working in the yard or, you know, the financial stuff. The, the financial stuff. I can't stand financial stuff when I'm not working. Really? I, I, oh, I, I do. And most of them are hour-long commercials talking about, quite frankly, what they are is their investment shows uh, disguised as uh, shows to sell uh, index annuities or life insurance policies. It seems like a lot of them. And man. this is not that show, by the way. In fact, we don't like index annuities, um, and life insurance plays a small, small, small role in people's financial uh, picture, cash value life insurance. Obviously, term life insurance, very, very important. And I got that off my chest. Why don't we take some calls? Okay. <laughs> 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-999-6784. And you can always reach us at questions at moneymatters.com. Now, to be clear, if you send us an email at questions at moneymatters.com, we're not going to answer your question because we're not not going to answer every question that comes. But if you would like to say, hey, I think I'd like to get booked to be on one of these programs in the future. Uh, with your question, would love to take your question and, and uh, have you on on the show. And so questions at moneymatters.com. We'll yes. get you on there. And we're going to start off uh, with, with Donnie, right? Yeah, Donnie. Donnie, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. So I just started getting into investing. Um, at first, when I was younger, um, you know, I w- it was typical just, I'd work and then everything went to credit card bills and I hardly had any savings. And then up until um, wanting to travel to South Korea, that's when I learned how to save. And then after doing that, I started investing in cryptocurrency. And now I um, I have a good chunk of money and I kind of don't know where to reinvest it because all I've really known is cryptocurrency. So I guess I was calling for advice to see, um, you know, some more low risk investments that I can do that aren't like traditionals like Roth IRAs or indexes. Just so, uh, uh, since we live in a relative world, what is a big chunk of money? Well, I guess for me, um, so I went from, I guess, having like a max of two grand in my account to now I have about $30,000 in crypto. And now, um, since I live at home, um, I'm just trying to, and I don't have to pay rent or I don't have any big bills. I'm trying to make, you know, my money matter while I can, while I don't have any of these bills. So I'm trying to figure out the best ways to reinvest it and increase my portfolio and assets that isn't, you know, that isn't in cryptocurrency. That what, let me ask portfolio. you this question. What kind of annual rate of return do you expect over the next decade with these 30, this $30,000? Um, I don't know. If I kept it all in crypto, I mean, mm-hmm. it could be... It, it's very volatile, but I mean, if if you look at Bitcoin and if I if I went off that trend, you know, it could uh-huh. be a lot. Okay, it could be and very. How old are you? Uh, I just turned twenty four. Okay, well let's 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 differentiate between two. First of all, my recommendation is actually uh, put the money in an ultra short term bond fund and, uh, <laughs> and and earn nothing on it, and earn nothing on it, and develop yourself as an investor. You have never been an investor; you've been a speculator. And so people tell me that they invest in cryptocurrencies, but that is not investing. That is speculating because cryptocurrencies don't produce anything. 
The only reason cryptocurrencies go up is because someone else is willing to pay more. And you just happen to land on a cryptocurrency that went up because the ones that flame out, you never hear about. And there have been dozens and dozens and dozens of cryptos that have come to market and have flamed. Do you have, do you have a full-time job? Um, no, I, I'm on state insurance right now, so okay. not yet. So, so I'm planning on... I, so yeah. I want you to read... I want you to... What's state insurance? Unemployment insurance? So... It's just uh, just so I can get proper mental health care. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So you should read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon. That's what you should do. And so I would take half that profit off the cryptocurrencies immediately and put it in a bank account. I would too. At least half and put it in a savings account. Because, you know, you, you talked about volatility. It is unbelievable volatile. You started with a little bit. You've got a lot now. So, Donnie... Take half of it off. Just bring it down. Put it in the local bank. You got that done. If the rest of it flames out, then at least you got all that profit. If it triples, then at least you've left half in. At least you've you've left half in. And then read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, and that actually talks about investing in savings. And uh, it's a relatively easy book to understand, but it's a philosophical. Um, and you will not become a multi-million dollar, dollar, a multi-millionaire as an investor. Yes. You might as a saver, a saver who then invests the savings. But to think that somehow you're going to be able to pick the latest things and, and be able to just trade yeah. your way and never have to work. That's, so, um, and so it's the richest man in Babylon. And what's the other one? The barber. Um, the yeah. These are both old books. They're yeah. just kind of classics. Though. The Millionaire Barber, something like oh, that. What is that? What's it called? I don't know. We'll what look it up. It all for me uh, was Rich Dad Poor Dad. That's yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. He, he's got quite a bias uh, towards real estate, and and there's nothing wrong with real estate as a portion of the portfolio, but the bias is pretty uh, heavy there, uh, and it. It, it, it and a is, lot of those followers did not do well during the financial yeah, crisis. It's not a it's not a bad book. It wouldn't hurt you if you read that one, um, the Millionaire Next Door, and the Rich Barber, and not the Millionaire Next Door, the Richest Man in Barbalon, Babylon. <laughs> I'm getting all these titles. The Richest Man in Babylon and the the Rich Barber. I think it's it the Rich Barber. I don't think it's the Rich Barber. It's something Barber, and it's an old it's it's, it's an old book. Yeah, so anyway, appreciate the car. Appreciate yeah. the call. Thanks. Donnie. Wish you well, Donnie, and. Yeah, remember it'll be interesting to see how this whole crypto thing ends up in the next ten years. Yeah. It really it's going to have we said it here for three, four years now. Blockchain will have a place in the economy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cryptocurrencies may or may not, I don't know. It's hard to say. It depends on how governments are reacting. What's interesting is how much power, how much energy it takes to mine a Bitcoin anymore. You've read about some of these towns where someone's got all these servers in their basement trying to mine it. And I'm thinking, what kind of impact does that have on the economy? In this whole era of green, the cryptocurrency, it's like the opposite of being helpful. Yes. Anyway. Um, and to, there's somebody listening thinking, these guys don't uh, understand crypto. Fair. I mean, I understand enough. But I, and if you want to use that as a... If you want to speculate in it, have fun. I wouldn't yeah. base my long-term financial plan on a cryptocurrency. I would not either. Right. Let's uh, continue on with calls here. 833-99-WORTH is the number to be part of All Worth Money, Money Matters. 833-99-WORTH. We are talking with Amy. Amy, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually have a couple questions. One um, is in regards to like whole life policies and if they're a good tool for um, like retirement planning, if you're trying to make things equal in, in division of assets uh, upon your death. And then the other one has to do with um, uh, oil royalty income and if there's tax strategies to kind of guard against that fluctuating income because it's not a steady. So sometimes it can bump you up into a different tax bracket. All right, so, so I'll let you decide if you have time to answer both or just uh, we do. Or we do. So let's start with the oil one first. Do you own any uh, oil producing properties now? Or is um, it something that you're looking to purchase? No. So 
Okay, so my dad owns mineral rights. Okay. Um, we have a family LLC currently for part of those, so I am currently getting okay. kind of like a you know a, a, some royalty money every month. But then I also stand to gain more once my um, father eventually passes. Okay, perfect, perfect. But even right now, um, because of the income, I mean, we've made as low as 40000 mm-hmm. in a year and as much as like 120000 in a year uh-huh. off of our current, just and, what I'm currently getting. Yep. And how old are you? Um, I'm 52. Any kids at home? Um, no, they're, they're grown. I mean, they're, they're both on there. I have one married daughter and then a son that's in college. And a spouse? Yes. And um, your father eventually passes away. You'll get another chunk of inheritance. Is the L- family LLC set up now so that when you eventually pass on, it goes to your kids or you have some rights to transfer some some interest to your children? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it would probably. Um, I'm not exactly sure how that would go. I mean, we have a will set up, so whatever assets I'm currently getting would somehow go into well, my I mean, estate. But. Okay. So, so you asked, is there any way I could actually hedge against price fluctuations uh, in the oil markets is what the, 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 the question kind of, was. Yeah. So the answer is yes, you can. The question is, should you, right? You can use derivatives okay. puts, uh, you could use different contracts, derivative contracts in the oil marketplace in order to spec, in order to, Lock that price in, right? Because it's it's commodity. And mm-hmm. you can trade commodity contracts in order to set a price. The question is, should you? Or should you just live with the volatility? Well, I think is your, you, is your hope to smooth that out? Is your hope to reduce your taxes on the high income years? Kind of. more Probably more that. But because if it pushes us up into a higher tax bracket, yeah, just to try to save on taxes. But yeah. maybe there's not a well, guard there, against that. I there, don't know. The only thing – here's the – you've got a few options to look into do. One is you can have a portion of your LLC interest transferred to your children now. So that mm, way okay. th- that portion would flow directly to them rather than to you, whether that would be a good idea to do or not. I don't Probably know. Probably not. Um, you can reduce other income that's coming into your household by not working as much. You can gift to charity – uh, that's kind of about for tax purposes, and you could use different derivatives in order to to stabilize the price. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would just live with it. That's what okay. I would do. And now you asked the question about the whole life insurance. If and the reason I asked about w- beneficiaries for the LLC. If you were to tell me that the the LLC the, the your proceeds are going to be transferred to somebody else upon your death and not to your children and you wanted to figure out a vehicle to guarantee that they had received some inheritance then though that's that might actually be a period of time when the whole life could make sense cuz whole life in my opinion only works if you need it for your whole life but that's not the but case that's here. not the case so why are you considering well, whole life insurance yeah, well so um we're, we're kind of also doing, my husband and I are doing a little bit of retirement planning kind of in the first stages of just understanding and getting some ideas. So along with our property, um, we own an event center business. So we have 10 acres of property with our main house, a guest house, and this business. Mm-hmm. And if it were me, I would just sell it all now, take whatever there is, downsize, and then, you know, invest the rest, whatever. And then when we die, then it's just split in half between our daughter and son. That would be the easy way. Unfortunately, well, I don't know if it's unfortunately, but our son is potentially wanting to take over that business and would potentially want to stay on the property and basically take that over. At this point, I don't see like, and and I have no idea what it's valued at, but just for a rough, just easy figuring, say it's valued at 2 million for everything he would have to, upon our death, would have to get a loan for a million That's right. to pay his sister out because that's she right. doesn't want anything to do with any of it. That's right. So, and I don't think that that's feasible. So what I'm thinking is, would a life ins- whole life insurance policy be a good tool to offset that so he would not have to get a loan, but she would get some kind of a cash what, benefit? What's your family income? Well, again, that fluctuates based on... <laughs> uh, let's leave the oil, the oil out. Let's leave the oil out. Um, well, so like I said, we're kind of going into retirement now. So my husband's 
just off of his retirement right now. Three times, whatever 3,000 times 12 is. Okay, 36,000 a year. Yeah. And then with our event center business right now, we're making, and again, it was just for kind of supplemental retirement. So it was basically replacing my income. So it can be anywhere from like 40 to 50,000 a year. Okay. It could be, it could potentially be more. We just don't want to so be what, that busy. So what, this is an interesting, <laughs> you've got a really interesting situation. Um, I think we've started that show, but we like taking calls because this is interesting. It's very interesting. <laughs> uh, your your son, when would he take over the events business? Well, that could possibly be within the next – or start transitioning within the next couple of years. He should be out of college in another year or so, and he's just recently gotten pretty serious with a girl, which could possibly mean a marriage by next summer. So, so what might the, we've but, been having conversations that they really would want to do that. And so him and his wife would do that together. Let's say, let's say it's all worth $2 million today, but what if your, your son worked extremely hard, was very successful and this $2 million became worth $3 million or $4 million. Who gets that? Mm-hmm. Right. Does your daughter get it? Your son get it? So, Better than what you're doing now. And uh, what other assets are out there uh, besides the event center? Money in IRAs, bank accounts, that sort of thing. How much money? Yeah, we have we have probably in just like CDs. Because right now we're just kind of conservative. We've, we've not had the opportunity previous years to really invest. So right now I only have about... Um, thirty six, about eighteen thousand each currently in um in our Roth IRAs that I just started a year ago, uh-huh. and then and then we have about a hundred and seventy five thousand in yeah. just savings. It's either in CDs or All right. So like Amy, online savings. So if you were my little sister, um, and you came to me with this, I would say that uh, let your son come and work at the center for a year or two. Um, mm-hmm. and see how it goes, see how it goes. Yeah, and we were planning on kind of using this next season, this next wedding season to kind of do that and, and let him kind of... And see if he likes it. If he likes it and you actually are comfortable with it, then what you do is you sell it to him on a structured note. Yes, you sell it to him. You sell it to him before okay. you die on a structured note. And a structured okay. note says he pays for it over 10 years, 15 years, whatever, because the problem you're going to run into, and I've seen this multiple times, your son goes and works for the event center. Let's just say he crushes it, cleans it up. Now the event center is worth $10 million. You pass away. He goes to his sister and says, I don't think you should get any of this because I, I built, built this. Yeah. It's me, yeah. right? At the same time, let's just say that he actually tanks the thing, just runs it into the ground. He mm-hmm. goes, you mom and dad pass away, and like, then I get she, half the assets. Yeah, and and she's like, you ran this thing into the ground, you know. So you've got to be really careful. And he may or may not want to work at this thing. Has he ever worked there before? Um, he's, I mean, he's helped us in general, but not like where he's had to like be here when we're actually running the event. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he like, helps with setup, but he's he not selling the contracts. Giving... He's not touring no. the people on the grounds. He's not telling them how beautiful the wedding's going to be. And the weather's always perfect. Yeah. No it's, thunderstorms ever in the afternoon. Never right. happens. It's <laughs> gorgeous. No one that's ever had their reception here has ever gotten a divorce. He doesn't have all the lines <laughs> right. down. Right. Right. So I wouldn't be, first of all, I don't think you could afford the premiums on a whole life insurance. Uh, number one. Number two, I don't think it's the right solution. Um, Any life insurance policy is the right solution at this time. I would just take a wait-and-see approach. And once he came and worked in the business, find out if he likes it. You know, maybe he likes it, marries this young lady, graduates from college, moves to the event center. She's like, wait, every weekend? Like, they're... Yeah, right. (laughs) I have a relative that actually got a uh, degree in... um, hospitality and then went to work for a winery and was disappointed because she had to work every weekend. I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? What did they teach you in college? You have a degree in hospitality. 
<laughs> anyway. I thought that people only wanted to be pampered like Monday through Friday to five. I, like, I worked in a <laughs> restaurant. Why didn't they come in before seven? I like to get home at seven. So anyway, I would take it easy. I wouldn't do anything. Wouldn't make any I would not decisions. buy any life insurance. And both. you should absolutely not buy okay. any life insurance. All righty? Okay, great. All right. yeah, appreciate, you appreciate the call and good luck on this. Uh-huh. I know it's been a rough season for event oh, centers. Gosh. Um, so hopefully you got a little PPP loan and you'll get through this. Yeah. You know, we've been, we actually are very blessed to live in a very conservative area and we haven't had to deal with a lot of restrictions. So Where do you it's live? actually been in our favor. Oh, where are you calling from? Um, we li- well, we live in Colorado, but we live in an area, uh, our county is Weld County. And we're just very conservative and our, um, Kind of powers that be just haven't done a lot yeah, of major enforcement, yeah. well, yeah. so it's it's work for us. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, we appreciate the call. Call us back in a year or two when your son goes to work there and he's crushing it, knocking it out of the park, and then we will uh, walk you through the the next steps. Awesome, thank you. I appreciate right. the call. Glad you called. Okay. Let's uh, continue on here with Seema. Seema, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, thank you. Hi, Scott and Pat. Thank you for Hi, taking Seema. my call. Hi. Sure. I'm a big fan of this show and listen to you guys every Saturday for the podcast. And I've learned oh, a lot from well, you. Well, that's very so. kind. Thank, thank you. And thank you for calling the show. Sure, sure. My question today is about um, selling a property and how it affects my retirement. I am um, 53, 53 years old. I um, hope to retire in about seven to 10 years. Uh, a big chunk of my money is tied up in a house in the Bay Area. Um, I moved out of this house in and to into a rental studio in August of 2018. Um, so as of August of this year, I am coming up on the two out of five rule. Mm-hmm. So did you, you lived in this house before and then moved and started renting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, How much is the house, house worth? Uh, anywhere between 1.4 to 1.6. And what did you pay for it? 9.20. And what was the plan when you moved into the rental? Uh, the plan was to downsize, to buy a smaller house eventually. Um, what, so do you owe on the, is, what do you owe on the, your, your home? Uh, 260000 What do you think you should do? Um, well, I have two options. That's why I'm calling. Uh, one is to sell the house just because the property values are, they've gone up by so much and, um, take my money out, put half towards the down payment on a new place, a smaller place and invest half, or I can keep, keep it as a rental, have the tenant pay the rent, you know, pay the mortgage. And I have some money saved up as a. How, and how much rent do they pay? They pay four thousand a month. And what other money do you have outside of uh, the value of this home in in bank, brokerage, IRAs, that sort of thing? Um, I have about seven hundred eighty thousand in a four hundred one k. Okay. I have about one hundred twenty thousand in the bank. Um, I opened a Roth uh, IRA last year because I learned okay. from you guys that I can do that. So I only have about twenty five thousand dollars in that. All right, and um, uh, single? Did I ask that question already? Yeah. No, I'm single. Yes. So I. I mean, you, get the, the, the return on the rental only pencils out if that value continues to increase. And what is your uh, annual income, uh, excluding investments and the uh, rent from this? Okay, that is um, so. That is my taxable income, not yes. how mu- not including how much I give for four hundred one k's and things. That's it's one hundred thirty thousand. I gotta tell you, if you sold the house and you bought a house for cash that you think that you're going to live in for the next fifteen years, you you set yourself up for retirement that is just unbelievable. Just think about that. You pay cash mm-hmm. for a house, right? Mm-hmm. You save that yes. much more for retirement. You're 53 years of age. You work for another seven years. Um, I like it. I I would I would I I would sell that. I house. would too, Scott. Yes. I mean, just I mean, be- you wouldn't you wouldn't today if you were renting a place. Say, 
uh, I've got this cash. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go buy a $1.5 million house and rent it out with a 250000 260000 You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. So if you wouldn't no. structure it that way uh-huh. and you have the opportunity to unstructure, particularly you've got a, a time frame, a window between now and August. It's coming up quick. Without any tax implications Well, it's 250000 free of, of gain. Yes. Yeah, I still would have some tax uh, yeah. fifty thousand dollars yeah. yeah. taxes and you know, yeah, yeah, but not but, a lot. Yeah, and I, I still think I, I like the plan that you've been thinking about. I would go with that. Summer. I would go with that. I I'd sell that house. Plan. I'd actually call. I'd start real uh, interviewing realtors tomorrow. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McClain. Hey, before we go back to the calls, and by the way, if you'd like to join us, two ways you can join us. You can call 833-99-WORTH, or you can send an email, questions at moneymatters.com. Either way, we're going to get you um, in the queue to get you lined up to be on the program. That way, we record midweek. I'd love to have you. Yeah. So, but if you send an email to questions at moneymatters.com and you're like, okay, here's my question Is a dog's mouth cleaner than humans? We will not answer that. Uh, the but, answer is yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I heard that as a kid. I don't know. And I always thought, who took the time to actually do the experiment? <laughs> and who cares? <laughs> That's right. Anyway. So the, the reason you would email questions at moneymatters.com yes. is so you could book a time to be yes. on the show. And um, I want to let people know that we've got retirement income planning clinics that are beginning on Tuesday, April 27th. So just this week, uh, they're really, they're broken into smaller groups that uh, they're smaller than our virtual workshops. Uh, they've got more interactions uh, and I think you'll find them helpful. So if you're thinking about your own retirement, how do you generate income and whatnot? Um, I think it would be helpful. Um, so how do these work, Scott? I said, this is the first time I've heard about this. So we do these large virtual workshops, uh, and these are clinics so that people can ask more questions. Is I don't that, actually know. <laughs> that's the premise behind it? <laughs> Here's what I know. I know that our, our team has invested in newer technology that's not just like a Zoom presentation where we've really embraced how do we engage people because – it's not the same as going in person when you're doing something remote. That's right. How do we make sure what people's attention spans aren't as long? So we followed the best science out there <laughs> of, of, uh, of engaging with people to, for, for an education. Our, our hope is that, we, look, we do these things so people make wiser choices with their finances. It's plain and simple. We want people to be, have the highest probability of success so these retirement. are smaller groups where you'll have more interaction one-to-one with a financial advisor. That's right. Versus 300 people. That's or right. 400 people or whatever on a virtual workshop. Simply go so to- So this all- isn't all one way. No. Highly interactive. Go to allworthfinancial.com and if you click on workshops, there's a tab there that says workshops, you can sign up. Um, and these are free um, because we haven't figured out yet how to charge for them. <laughs> 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 all right <clears throat> let's uh let's go back to calls here again 833-99 worth we're talking with william william you're with all worth's money matters oh hi um i called you about three years ago concerning retirement and social security you said i couldn't retire but to take the social security because i had two kids under 18 so i took the extra payments every month for them oh good but yeah I did that advice. Um, I want to retire now. I'm 69. One of the children's 21. He's going to graduate this May, but the other two don't want to go to college right now because of the virtual and they actually don't know what they want to do. And how old are they? uh, They're they're 19. Okay. And they'll be 20 this December, but I have two years saved in 529 for them. Here's my situation now, though, is that um, I can retire in July and have a 
yearly income of about 120000 with Social Security and the pension. If I take the 50% joint survivor annuity, or I can get a lump sum of $1.3 million. Um, I have a property of so right there, what, the, the, if the option to me were, well, if someone came to me and said, hey, Scott, you gave me $1.3 million, I'm going to give you $120,000. But he included Social Security in that number. What's the pension no, without no. the lump, without the, what's your pension? So you said with pension and Social Security. What is the pension amount versus the lump sum? Well, you know the pension, I can get 50% joint, 66 joint, 75 yeah, joint, correct, things correct. like that. Yeah, correct. But so yeah. you, you have there a lump, lump sum, sum? Op option yeah. on this, do you not? Yes, yeah. 1.3. Okay, and so what is the single, single life, life only uh, pension option on this? The single life is 7,642. Okay. I don't have the yearly thing. That's a monthly payment. All right, perfect. That's all we need. And you're 69 years of age. Yeah, my wife's 56, but she has early onset Parkinson's, unfortunately. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, All right. I so, guess there's prognosis for 20 years on that. Um, and so then, tell us about your. Uh, you you started on this other property when we rudely interrupted you. Tell us about the other property. Oh. <laughs> um, I have a piece of dirt. It's valued around three hundred thousand dollars, and I also have a 401k of one point two million dollars. Um, no, no debt. No, nothing at all. Cash. Pardon me. No, nothing. No, no mortgage. Anything. Well, that's the problem. I no, I have absolutely no debt, and I have a six hundred six hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash. But I rent, and what we are going to do is build a piece of property. I mean, build a house up on this piece of property. Okay. And how much will the house cost? Well, a couple of months ago it was about two hundred square foot, but now it's up to three hundred square foot because of the chain. The so how many, many how many square feet? And if it was two square feet, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> tiny house. <laughs> no problem. We took you and your wife could each have your own tiny house. So, so. Well, here's the problem. And everybody says to me, I said, I have to build like 3,500 to 4,000 because I still have the kids. They're well, still at home. Well, you know, hopefully they're not going to be there forever. Maybe, or maybe you want them there forever. So let's just say 3,000 square feet, right? Uh, if you want them to leave, by the way, if you want them to leave, all you got to do is build a really, really small house um, and, and put like a little bunk room in there with no room, yeah. no room to set up a gaming table or anything. And actually their bed has to be in your bedroom as well. <laughs> they won't leave. There are ways to get them out. Um, yeah, but for resale too, you know, okay. up in this particular right. area, that's it's over wine country and stuff. So, so let's just say that you use the $650,000 in cash to build the house. Yeah. Right, so that's uh, you know twenty two hundred square feet. Let's call it three thousand square feet. So at three thousand, I mean, you can you can provide grand. a roof for. The, they're not going to live with you forever, right? Yeah. It's going to take a couple years to build the house if you actually started the planning process. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you've been out there, but um, I don't know. They don't leave about. these kids anywhere. They're oh. there till twenty six and stuff like that. Or they're coming home. Especially with a lot of people I work with, they went to college and they're back home again. Yeah, I yep. I my well, they don't. Ha you don't have to provide luxurious accommodations for them. Yeah, we're going to worry about you because the call, you asked if you could retire. You didn't ask if the kids could retire. <laughs> so we're going to just, we're going to assume that the kids are going to leave at some point in time. Um, and by the way, you know, if most people never starve in America. They don't get the lifestyle they want, but they don't starve, most people. So let's talk about your situation. So you've got seven, uh, seven, $7,640 a month or lump sum. And your wife has early onset Parkinson's, which will, um, has a great likelihood of shortening her life expectancy. Your cash is 300 is 1.2 million and $650,000 in cash. Um, you can retire now. Uh, you can retire comfortably. Um, now, um, I'm just concerned about the house. Uh, so uh, the house isn't a big deal. What, what are you worried about the house for? I don't have one. What are you paying rent now? Twenty six. I know, but you're going to build a house, and you have the means to do that. If you took the six fifty, even if it cost you a little bit more, you're not. You'd be. You don't have the rent anymore. No, but that's what I'm asking you. Do you think I can build this house and 
retire. Yes. What's, well, what's, what are you used to living on? What is your income now? If you tell me it's a million oh, bucks a year, then I'm thinking, well, you're, you can retire. You just can't maintain your lifestyle. Um, that's another. Well, I, you know, normally when I work, it's when, when I worked full time, it was 250, 300. But now I've been only part time. It's about one, 180. Yeah. You can retire. Um, I remember the phone I call. To, I actually remember yeah, the phone remember call. That? I do remember yeah. the phone call because you had young kids. Um, yeah. Which is why we encourage you to take Social Security so you can get benefit for them. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were over the uh, normal retirement age, which is you were, it was like right at the right, right time. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, like, but I wasn't because you, you told me I couldn't retire. So that's why I'm still working. Yeah, but it didn't mean that you, you shouldn't me. take Social Security. That was a great call. Um, oh, I did take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did take um, it. Yeah, yeah. Let me so, ask you this. Let's uh, let's assume you had your home paid for. Let's assume you had a house. A home was paid for. Could you? I mean, could you live off the hundred twenty thousand a year? Oh, yeah. With four hundred one k, it'd be about one hundred fifty. Oh, I'd walk out yeah. the next day. Well, yeah. my point is, you I'm may just, not even have to tap the four hundred one k. That's our point. But you could easily tap the four hundred one k. Let's say three percent distribution on the four hundred one k. Um, you know, it would give you another uh, $3,000 a month. Even if you had a small, yeah. a small mortgage is going to be less than your rent now. Yeah. Well, do you think I can take some out of the 401k to help pay off some of this house right away? Oh, yeah. yes. I, in fact, I, uh, I, if you're going to retire tomorrow, let's say you retire tomorrow. If you sat down with a good financial advisor and they go, okay, I'm going to retire tomorrow. And I'm going to start building this house today. We, we would actually design a plan to see if we could actually get enough money out of the 401k in those two years to help pay off the house in full the minute you and move run, in. And you got to run the tax comp computation because but, it may or may not be worth it. But even let's way. just say you don't do it and we get a, a 10-year mortgage or even a five-year mortgage or, or even a, a variable rate mortgage. or a 30-year mortgage. Maybe you don't even care, right? Um. No, I don't care. No. Yeah. yeah I'd say if you had to borrow a couple hundred thousand and had a 30 year mortgage, it's the, the payment's almost nothing. The yeah. money's almost free right now. Yeah. Who cares? Really? Yeah. You can retire and you can build this house. I just, I just hate debt. So, well, of course, you hate debt. Cash, I pay cash for everything. But, I, I, but, but look, look, there is a. The, or, or we carve off some portion of the 401k. You could pay cash. The challenge is you might end up paying a whole lot more in taxes on that 401k withdrawal. In order to get the cash, so let's to, to let's let's lay this out as a scenario. Let's say you got a hundred and fifty thousand dollar mortgage, and you hate that. What we would do for psychological reasons is you would take two hundred and twenty thousand dollars out of that four hundred one k and move it to an own individual IRA and have that IRA essentially pay that debt every month. So you've matched maturities between the IRA and the debt that you have. So in your That's mind, the debt is paid for is one of the options. It all comes out in the wash, but psychologically, it will actually make you feel okay about the debt. Well, if the debt mortgage is, is okay. I can I can go with two hundred thousand. If you if I think I'm comfortable taking down a four hundred one k to nine hundred thousand to pay down the payments on that house after it's done built. The, the, yeah, the question there's, is there's a, there's a number of ways you can get there. Bottom line, you can retire. I don't think you'd have any problem. Not at all. And you should sit down well, with a qualified advisor to plan it out. Okay. But I I sure you're ready. And we were look. Uh, we what? told you last time you weren't. I know. Same guys. <laughs> I'm still here. Well, it might I'm have been a bad mood that day. Just <laughs> well, <laughs> no to everybody. Thanks, thanks a lot. <laughs> Take it out on me. <laughs> no, you're you're golden, William. You're golden. Um, let me ask you one thing: uh, lump sum or fifty percent joint or single life annuity? Does it affect? Um, does it affect your health benefits at all? Uh, 100% paid for. I have no health benefits. Got it. Um, I mean, they're all paid for. I'm so sorry. For, for me and the kids and the family until they're 26. Okay. So. I wouldn't take a joint survivor due to your wife's condition. Yeah, but she said she might live another 20 years. Yeah. That's She's 56. what they told her. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got another 1.3 million there, Scott. So well, that's, I mean, we're talking I, about okay, uh, 1.2 like, million. So got, we're talking there, about 2.5 million dollars. This is a, a significant decision that I would not make uh, in in one minute. On that's right, running the numbers in my head. I mean, you you need to run through the calculations on this and look at it. All comes down to probabilities. 
What's going to give you the greatest, both you and your wife, the greatest probability of success in retirement? My guess is the lump sum is not going to work that well for you because the problem is the older you get, the less your remaining life expectancy is. So in order to replace that same monthly amount, unless you're comfortable drawing down on your principal, the more challenging it is to get that lump sum to work for you. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, probably, I'm really healthy too. I have no health problems at all. So yeah, then and, then then probably, the, and then the the question is: did, Is your only option? choice uh, joint and fifty percent, or joint and a hundred to your spouse? Oh uh, no, she gets fifty percent. Whoever dies first. Oh, God, does it have a pop up provision on your uh, pension so that it, if she predeceases you, the pension actually accelerates back to the original amount? You know what? I have all that stuff. I mean, they have even uh, five years certain, 10 okay. years certain, yeah. 15 years so certain, yeah. 20 years certain. You need an advisor because th- this is, by the way, every number you look at is the same to them, actuarially speaking. So all those certain. Assuming normal life expectancy. Assuming normal life expectancy. Because they don't medically yeah. underwrite mm-hmm. these annuities. Which is weird. Pension. But. Um, that's why you actually have to, and it's not an easy conversation to have. You have to actually look at, you know, life expectancies and put some sort of predictors on there. So if you called today and you were smoking three packs of cigarettes and drinking a fifth, um, take the lump sum. I'd actually call you Uncle William. <laughs> but, but you guys you, are in the wills, so don't worry. I think, uh, but uh, you would take the lump sum. Yeah, William, you're gonna, you got all the information you're gonna get out of us on this phone call. Really, go yeah, see an advisor. Either it's um, uh, go see one of. I mean, you can visit with one of our advisors either in person or via Zoom if you want, or go find another advisor that you. you feel yeah, comfortable but you're ready. To it's retire. gonna be worth. It'll be worth your time. You're ready to, to have someone. I'm, I'm sorry. Can can I Zoom with one of you? Got one of your yeah. advisors? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. We've had I'll, thousands I'll of them in the there. area. Oh, we've yeah. got clients in every state. Well, we have offices all over. We have many offices as well, but we've got. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've we, got we do most lots. I don't know what percentage of the Zoom meetings we have. We have seventy. Five advisors, something like that? 90. Okay, we have 90 advisors? Advice. That's what I heard the other day. Oh, we have I mean, a lot of advisors. Anyway, appreciate the call. Uh, just, hey, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, well, just uh, contact us, and we'll set you up for a meeting. Yeah, if you would like. Appreciate I will. If not, Thank find you so someone much. you trust. We appreciate it, and good luck. And uh... Well, actually, we, he got good news from us this time. Apparently, <laughs> last time. <laughs> he wasn't ready. We, I remember I remember the call. I don't remember the call. I do remember the call. Out of thousands of calls you've had. It's one of the years. rare circumstances where you actually tell someone that they should start While Social Security. While they're still Security. working at a high income, but start he, Social Security. But he was over the normal uh, retirement age, and he had uh, uh, children. Minor children. Minor children. Which meant that once he... Because if you're, if you're re- retired of retirement age, receiving Social Security, whether or not you're working, and you've got minor children... Either they're your own or adopted, but the children, uh, you can receive. They'll they they receive a social security benefit. Yes, is how it works. It's, which is where people say, "Well, mine goes up by eight percent every year." Yeah, that's true. But the benefit that oh, you yeah, receive it's on just the free cash and it's and if you miss the Lost window, and gone forever. No you miss the window, yeah. and you very rarely actually get those chances where you actually see that. Um, all right, let's um, continue on with calls here at All Worth Money Matters. By the way, if you're taking care, I'm sorry, back to this. If you're <laughs> Social Security, I have had uh, grandmothers adopt their grandchildren because they were caring for them um, yes. full time in order to get money yes. from Social Security once they became adopted. They essentially, the, 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 the grandmother's children were incapacitated because of some mental or drug problems Whatever. and they're taking care of the kids full time and like adopt. It them. happens. I mean, the, the interesting thing about, um, well, life in general, but retirement, you can make plans, but then life tends to happen, right? They are not going to go as planned. And there's always something that goes a little, I mean, every once in a while you take someone's life. It's like everything worked out perfectly. And, yeah. But that's the rarity. Normally things happen. There are people end up raising their grandkids during retirement. There are people that, we had one gentleman, this is, just, I mean, he died at his retirement party. Yes. Yeah. That's the worst case I could I think of. So here's a spouse that had this retirement dreams shattered, right? So that, those things, life happens. Having a good financial plan in place 
is one that can flex regardless of what throws at you at retirement. And if you got a good advisor on your side working with you, when those circumstances um, present themselves, when they arrive, when they come upon you, you've got someone to help guide you and help you navigate through those things. To, yeah. So you can still maintain your financial independence regardless of what happens. Anyway, let's uh, talk with Rudy. Rudy with Allworth's Money Matters. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, you know, your show is both educational and entertaining, and I really enjoy it. Thank you. Um, uh, what I've been reading lately about, you know, the Waltons have all their investments, a majority of them, in an LLC. Bill Gates has his uh, Cascade LLC. Mm-hmm. I even heard Mark, Ram- Mark Ramsey say he doesn't own anything personally. It's all in an LLC. So I wanted to bounce this question off you about placing your investments into an LLC. And I've read up enough to be dangerous about it, both for tax advantages and for liability. The liability is probably not as important because you can go out and get umbrella insurance if you're worried about liability. But the tax advantages, and I guess... What tax advantages? Well, the LLC, I'm not talking about an LLC with just pass-through, but rather an LLC designed as a C-Corp where all of the... Uh, both capital gains and any dividends and so forth would remain there. There are the ability to uh, expenses. So, for example, if I have an advisor, I'm paying him one and a half percent. Could I write off those expenses? The other thing is attempting to keep my salary, both my pension and my Social Security at where it is, because I learned the first year um, when I turned 65 and I had sold some options a couple of years earlier I was paying the first year Medicare $540 out of my Social Security plus uh-huh. supplemental D. It's like $650. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, I, so I know that. It's means tested and makes people who have the means so, don't they so, pay much more. So before we get into this, is your net worth greater than $20 million? No, it is not. Is it greater than $10 million? It's $6.5 million. Okay. So, uh, you know, in full disclosure, I own my own LLC and Scott and I own a couple LLCs together. But not all my assets are in LLCs and they're passed through entities, disregarded entities. They're they're not. They're just business structures that allow them to operate as independent business structures. And there's an additional tax, LLC tax, depending on the state that you end up having to pay. That's right. And, And filing and tax returns, right? But I have none of my passive investments like your stocks or that sort of thing in an LLC no. none of them and if you put them in a in a C corp structure you're subject to dual taxation on it so you can leave it in the corporation but you can't forever because there's that penalty if you have uh, what do they call it not, not not enough if you don't distribute enough yeah. so but if you leave if you leave it in the C corp and then invest it further as part of you can't of the do that indefinitely it's going to come out it's going to come out. Come out. So, so I forget what a- they call that, though, because years ago, the, the, this was a loophole that people did years ago. They would set up a C corporation. The Tax Reform Act of 86 essentially pulled out the rug, and almost no one does C corps anymore except for the larger businesses. Uh, and uh, what's it? it's that retained earnings. You can't have excess retained earnings. Yep. Okay. So, 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 so why do the Gateses and the Waldens, is it – Liability or it's probably more for estate estate planning than anything else. Because if you are, because if let's say you, you divide your assets amongst your kids and someone, let's say each, let's say you have, let's just say it's $6 million. You've got six kids. uh, Each kid is going to have a million dollar ownership. If you set up an LLC and have everything in this LLC, now your child has an interest, a one sixth interest it's not an undivided interest. It's a divided interest. They have a minority uh, interest in something that's a totally non-marketable. And then if you set so it up from a from a planning purposes, maybe that's not really worth a million bucks. If they wanted to go sell their interest to somebody else, someone else says, "Wait a minute, How, what power, what rights do I have to this?" So they're going to say, "I'm not going to. It's not worth a million dollars. It's worth less." So they'll use LLCs to push down the value of their estate. And the reason they do that is because they have a divided interest. So let's say we took a hundred million dollars in Microsoft Microsoft stock. And I got four kids and I gave each one of them $25 million, right? Um, 
and this is an LLC, but none of them can act independently in the LLC. So they can't sell their $25 million worth of stock. So for estate tax purposes, you look at it and you go, but even well, this, but even the IRS is starting to come down on yeah. if it's so, just done for estate tax. So purposes. it has to do with gift. It has to do with estate taxes and actually owning minority interest in order to bring the current value down for estate tax purposes. That is what yeah. most of the planning is done around. You are you married? Yes. Okay. You don't have to worry about estate taxes under the current rules until you're over twenty three million dollars. Yeah, and I guess my focus wasn't on estate tax That's and right. so forth. It was, are there yes, other sir. tax benefits? In other words, no. I, I guess I'm asking your experience. You have a lot of clients. C-Corp's not going to work for you. You can't I, leave I, the money I, in there forever, and you, then you end up paying taxes when it comes out. And I could, You pay tax internally, and then you pay taxes as a taxable dividend. And if they're all investments and they're not individual real estate with different owners on there, I, I couldn't think of a single reason why you would even put any of it in an LLC. Okay, so you do, do not advise your clients to invest in an LLC, given my type of situation. That's right, I, you know, that's right. And the okay. LLC I own myself and I own with Scott, it's because of the business structure of actually what I own, which is, is real estate. It has nothing to do with my investments. My investments are all in my name. Scott? It's mine as well. Okay. Well, I trust, family trust. That's right. Okay. All right. So, okay. I, I understand. So, uh, you know, what are the examples? People were saying that if you have like a real estate investment trust in there and there's a shareholders meeting, you can go to shareholders meeting. All I don't right. know, can you do Good. that? Good. Yep. Yeah, you can do that. It's not worth it. Anyway, appreciate the call. Yeah, I don't know. Someone's okay, trying to pitch you. you something. They're probably trying to sell you a life insurance product as yeah, you go through it's, this. Yeah, that would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. And anytime someone tells you, oh, this is what the Rockefellers do or this is what the Walton family but they does. But they didn't explain that actually that put shareholder meeting going to, to expensing that. They didn't talk about the, the cost of the tax return or actually setting up the LLC or maintaining it. <laughs> or the it. additional income tax <laughs> you pay. Even an LLC, you've got to pay. Most states charge you a, a tax on it each year. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you got to think of those. Anyway, we're out of time. It's been great being with you again. Uh, if you want to be part of our re in retirement income planning clinic, uh, as they begin April, uh, April the 27th, this Tuesday, allworthfinancial.com. We'll see you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.